Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. My name is Steve Kramer. I am a guest host today. I am the host of Spirit Fire Radio, and I am joined today with Dr. Dorothy Riddle. The two of us are going to be guest hosts, and we are so excited to be talking about gratitude. Thanksgiving is next week, and it's a time for giving thanks. And We're often saying, thank you, and I appreciate that, and I'm so grateful. We say these words often, but do we really experience gratitude? And so today, Dorothy and I are going to explore what it means to give thanks in the form of gratitude. We're going to talk about what is gratitude, gratitude, gratifood. (laughs) That's funny. We're going to talk about food, and we're going to talk about its relationship to gratitude and Thanksgiving, why that's all there in the mix. So one person I'm so grateful for is Dr. Dorothy Riddle, and She's in waiting. There you are, Dorothy. Hi. Hi, Steve. Glad <laughs> it's to be great here. to be here. Yes, grateful. I'm always grateful for our conversations. They're always so rich. And I leave our show. We've we've done a number of shows together, and I always leave feeling so grateful for the energy that we've generated and the thoughtful conversations. So so right off, let's just start by giving some thanks, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess a so, good place to start uh, is just is gratitude. You know, what is gratitude? I always like when we're talking about a word specifically to sort of define it. So, you know, I've got Oxford Dictionary right in front of me. And so let's just read the, the definition that we've all come to sort of here's what, what we've we've reduced it down to. It is the quality of being thankful and readiness to show appreciation and to return kindness. So. I like that. I like that it's not only being thankful, but there's a sort of exchange. There's a return of kindness and a showing. It's expressive. So I know we're going to talk a lot about that, of of, of it being an act. Mm-hmm. And it's important, uh, Steve, I think, for us to recognize that gratitude is seen as the most powerful or most influential of the positive emotions. It opens us up in contrast to fear, which closes us down, which constricts us. And it has a lot of positive effects for us. For example, uh, it provides perspective. It provides an awareness of the positive in our lives instead of only zeroing in on the negative or what's wrong. It helps us be more patient. And it's different than happiness in this sense. It really has this more far-reaching uh, consequence, which is important in community, in the way in which we relate to other people. Uh, it increases our ability to focus and remain resilient. 
it reduces stress, it improves health. Uh, so it has all of these positive uh, effects for us, but most importantly, you talked about it in terms of, of the interactive part, is it is a critical, we could think of it as the glue that builds community. Mm. Indeed. I, I, I love that a lot of the words you just chose really have quite a bit to do with meditation. Uh, you know, I, I, our show, uh, Spirit Fire Radio, in the past year talked quite a bit about meditation. And a lot of the ingredients uh, and a lot of the effects of meditation we sort of find in gratitude. You know, you were talking about the observer and that there's there's a deeper sense of more than happiness. When we think of happiness, that's almost a that's almost a personal emotion. You know, what makes me happy doesn't necessarily make you happy. And that can be very much about what brings us um, personal gratification. But in, in the words you chose, I, I sense space. There's sort of a creating of space and a pause. When we think of being grateful for something, we almost sense that that there's a pause there and and the observer that we can look at the situation really be in the moment of what it is that we are giving thanks for and feeling the entirety of it, like really letting it move throughout our system, really integrate into our system. So mm -hmm. there's that that aspect of the observer that I love so much about about when we when we contemplate gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is a sense of openness to possibility. Um, and it. what's interesting to me is that, at least for me, the more I focus on gratitude or the, or the more I sustain that as a state, the more I find to be thankful for. Mm. So it is, it, it is literally expansive, and it colors the way in which we experience our lives. It creates a filter through which we, um, we experience ourselves and our relationships with each other. Yes, because we've got to have that space, huh? We've got to have that perspective in order to see that which is around us and the creative components. I think that's a big part of it as well, these creative components that have made up our now which is so much, again, about observing. I find breath, you know, when we talk about creating space, creating space to allow something in, you say that gratitude is sort of expansive. And this idea of, of the breath, I love, uh, when I was sitting earlier just thinking of what am I grateful for? You know, listeners, we can all sort of pause and ask ourselves that question. What am I most grateful for? And you notice that right away you sort of, you sort of gather yourself. And I notice that when I ask myself, what am I most grateful for? I take a breath. I sort of take a deep breath and I sort of exhale, which sort of lets go of, of, of everything else that I'm thinking about. Take a deep breath and take in the moment. And it creates that space in my mind for, for sort of mentally looking around and sensing, ah, uh, what is it that, that, that has, made me feel so thankful. And what, what the Latin is, is, uh, the Latin term, let me pull this up. I have it right in front of me. Latin is, uh, gratis, which is pleasing and thankful. So you talked a bit about, 
um, fear and that it is the most positive of emotions and that it really works to counteract fear. So I notice when I ask what am I grateful for and take a breath, I'm really asking myself, uh, what what really makes me feel good? You know, and what is it that I'm grateful for? How have I created a world around me that? Oh, I believe we might have lost him temporarily. Yep. So let's do this. Let's go and take a quick break. You are listening to the Transformation Talk Radio Network and Spitfire Radio. We'll be right back with more. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. You, yes, you can be the highest version of yourself. Wellness coach and natural beauty expert, Dr. Agnes Renkel is on a mission to help you play the game of your life. Win in vibrancy, health, and beauty because you deserve it. Dr. Agnes goes beyond the limits in her personal coaching sessions to revolutionize health and wellness. Now is the time to unleash your true power. For more information, visit dragnesfrankel.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. In the morning, I'm happy and 
we are back. Uh, Steve, I'm going to I'm going to shift the focus just a little bit because I think I mean gratitude is such an important topic and it is one it is a positive emotion it is one that makes us feel good. But last night I was at a community meeting uh people were talking about their feelings since the election and there was a lot of fear in the room and the question came to my mind is, is focusing on gratitude right now naive, given this context? I just want to lay out a few things for us to have as context as we talk about this. Uh, we've seen modeled uh, during the presidential uh, campaigning uh, bigotry and xenophobia as being okay. And the Southern Poverty Law Center reported yesterday that since the election, they have 300 cases, documented cases of public hateful harassment, uh, which is quite a bit for just a one-week period. We have news reports of uh, uh, people spraying that black lives don't matter, uh, go back to Mexico, the KKK planning a march, um, and lots of reports for, of things that are happening in schools to school children. So in this kind of environment, then why would we be talking about gratitude? I think that that's a very important question for the two of us to talk about. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Well, certainly when we ask why gratitude, we talked earlier about perspective. So certainly there is there's a notion of, of having an insight, being able to look at a situation for the whole and not just its parts. And often gratitude is the result of of having some hard times. We we often find that we will be most grateful some, for something when we've experienced its opposite. You know, when we've experienced uh, a loss, we are most grateful for that which we have. So sometimes when you know, a situation doesn't turn out exactly the way we wanted it, we will then move towards making that situation better. And eventually we will find that we reached exactly the situation we want as a result of the situation that we don't want. And it's from that perspective, as when we've then sort of reworked the situation, we're grateful that we've, we've created that. So I find gratitude to be very creative. And we can think back in times that uh, that that we've had some hardships, and then look to ways in which we've improved ourselves, and and have gratitude for our ability to do that. And I think that is just the case um, in the environment today. I know a lot of my friends, a lot of uh, the exchanges I've had with people. I'm sensing that they are very aware now, and they've asked, you know, I thought, they say, I thought I was conscious during the entire uh, election process, but perhaps I wasn't. Perhaps I was watching the news a little too much instead of being out with my friends, with my neighbors, talking to my family members. And so, in a sense, we could look at that and say, well, I'm grateful for this new awareness. I'm grateful for this incentive to participate more, to be active, to sort of always search for the truth. So we have to sort of rely on this um, idea that good will always, you know, that hopefully peace will prevail, good will prevail, and that we will be an agent for change. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me of a quote by Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what we can learn, what we can get out of it. To me, I'd like to take it to uh, what for me is a more personal level, and that is that community at its most basic is the connections between individual people that that come together and and form a group, an ever larger group. And so, to me, one of the ways that we strengthen that sense of community and we offset the constricting energy of fear and hate is to focus even more uh, critically on what it is that we appreciate, what it is that we are thankful uh, for in each of our interactions with other people. So we can, you know, as opposed to taking gratitude to a more generic or general level, uh, I can practice noticing everything about my neighbors, about my family, about the people that I'm with on a daily basis, people that I interact with by email, by phone, whatever it is. Uh, What is it that I am thankful for about them? What is it that I appreciate about them so that I'm building that kind of energetic to offset the fear. And, and, and then I find it's also about expressing that. It's about sharing that gratitude and sharing that sort of appreciation for them and allowing it to just move beyond our own personal recognition of it, but to sort of express that with others. It, it makes me think of the word reverence. It's a word that I was really introduced to in its most deepest level by Gary Zukoff, who wrote Seed of the Soul. And he's got such a wonderful definition for reverence that I speak, I think speaks quite a bit about gratitude. He says that reverence is engaging in a depth of contact with life that is well beyond the shell of form and into essence. It is contact with the interior of its beingness of its beingness. So, Dorothy, I sort of hear you when you talk about your neighbors and sort of really appreciating them on a very deep level. It's, it's, it's appreciating them beyond their label as a neighbor and really seeing them as a human being and asking yourself or coming into contact with their essence and what you appreciate about their essence. Certainly, we can, uh, you know, we, we, that can be with material things, but it can also be with our relationships, which is, you know, at its deepest level and at the essence of this relationship, what do I really appreciate about it and how does it change my life? What am I thankful about? Mm-hmm. And you talked, uh, you mentioned before the break uh, about the, the, the pause, the breath, for me, I label that as noticing, taking that moment to notice, to be present now instead of, uh, you know, mulling over what has happened or projecting into the future as to what might happen, but noticing right here and now what's happening and what it is that I am grateful for about what's happening. And doesn't that have so much to do about this this sort of state of uh, our union, which is so many people are are saying, okay, I'm going to pay attention to the right now, that the now creates my future. Okay, we are where we are. You keep hearing so many people say that. 
okay, this is where we are now, and now we've got to deal with it. So there's quite a bit to that, the power of now, being being in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, gratitude practices uh, are to, to get people to notice. You know, people talk about uh, journaling their own personal experience, um, creating a gratitude jar where they put in things that they've that they've noticed. Um, and I think you mentioned this just a little bit ago, but I think uh, we want to also look at not just the focus that is our own experience, but what is it that can strengthen the fiber of our social relationships, because that community is uh, what we are here to build. If we, if build, if community wasn't important, we could each be on our own little island doing whatever it is we wanted to do. <laughs> yes, and we we did a show. Uh, it makes me think of the show we did this summer. Uh, we were talking about non-duality and and noticing the not the usually not noticed. And you brought it to a very personal level in saying, you know, it's it's so nice to to acknowledge the people that are in your life, you know, the UPS man, to ask his name and and talk to him by name, that it's building connection. But there's there's also you could take that a step further with gratitude, which is to really not only know his name, but say thank you for delivering this package. I really appreciate your service. And I'm quite grateful that yeah, I live I live on a mountaintop. I live in the middle of western Massachusetts and I, I always uh, sense that the UPS trucks have to drive quite a distance and drive up a mountain to just sometimes bring me a little box, a small box, and I always feel so grateful that they would, you know, go about their day and 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 take this long trip to bring me what it is that I've ordered. And so to actually not just feel that, but to say it and mm-hmm. and say it and really, you know, mean it in your heart. I find that 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 is actually a, a really wonderful. Uh, exercise. And speaking of heart, you know, we talked about we talked about happiness, and you're talking about building community. Uh, what I find interesting with gratitude, the gratitude versus happiness, is I find happiness to be a very personal sort of emotion, and gratitude to be uh, to be larger, to have a largesse in, in energetic to it. So we're really talking about the heart chakra. Um, and and moving from the solar plexus, which is a very sort of personal energetic, and to feel happy about a situation, you know, in this political, the the last election, we could be happy that somebody won, or or not happy that somebody won. But if we raise that up to the heart and realize, well, I'm grateful that there is a political process that allows all of our voices to be heard. So you can feel that one sort of has a larger energetic to it, and it's not so personal. So I think it's always important for us to to sort of expand upon the personal and look for the universal. I think that's also a helpful way way to tap in to mm-hmm. the experience of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, uh, that shift from the personal to the universal and back, right? It's uh, both ends of the continuum are important, the whole continuum is important in terms of the way that we are in the world and the way in which we are grateful and experience gratitude. Definitely. 
there's there's a great quote by Emerson. He says that um, the invariable mark of wisdom, and we think of wisdom, you know, wisdom is, is also, we've got a thought which is very personal and that sort of small wisdom being the largesse of that word. The invariable mark of wisdom is to see the miraculous in everything. So that sort of speaks to that of, of really uh, searching almost, you know, searching for that higher, more expansive, larger sort of idea that there is perfection in the now and we can find it. And then sharing that sentiment, you know, that even we find something miraculous in another person, uh, something that might to them be small, but to us seems quite, quite big and beautiful. And, and sharing that as a sentiment can really lead to that building of relationships and, and being thankful that we have relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have the challenge just to, to come back to to where we started this segment of doing that in a context where we do not dismiss the the pain and anguish uh, experienced by uh, those around us. Uh, we don't want to discount that. We want to find ways to offset, um, to uh, raise up, to at least witness and and have people know that we are grateful that they are there, that they are uh, willing to uh, to go through the experiences that are helping to strengthen our community ultimately. Mm. And it, and I find actually expressing as well that you are thankful to to hear their voice and that they would share their experience with you. I find mm-hmm. that that can be. Uh, really affirming as well that um to acknowledge that uh you hear their you know you hear them they they are being met mhm mm-hmm. is 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 really a, an important part of that and with thanksgiving coming up goodness gracious we all will probably be in situations where there are people of you know a lot of times our families come together and we're sitting at the table with our brother-in-law who's got these these views that we just don't share or might not hear our sort of distress sort of or our fear or pain of situations or or even talking about the election uh, the the results you know i think we're all going to be in a situation especially over the holidays where we're in large groups and we've really got to focus on what it is that we can find uh within those situations that that we can bring out the good and we can focus on ways that we can connect so we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, uh, Dorothy, I'd love to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, about the meaning of Thanksgiving, and, uh, and, and what that has to do with food and gratitude. I think it'll be fun when we get back. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. 
Tune in to Dynamics of Diversity Radio, scripting the new narrative for immigration with leading experts, Kripa Upadya and Steve Tanijo on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will remove the noise that often accompanies discussions on this topic and share a new perspective on the dynamics of immigration and diversity, ever reminding us that together we are all at the core of innovation, excellence, and positive change. Visit OrbitLawPLLC.com for upcoming topics. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 would you like to experience life transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do, tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of the Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Hello, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. My name is Steve Kramer, and I am guest hosting the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Dorothy Riddle, and we are talking about just that, the attitude of gratitude. So Thanksgiving is coming up next week, and... We are going to be surrounded by family, by friends, so much to give thanks for. Uh, The fact that we've got those families and we've got friends, we've got food, we've got abundance, uh, really a time to reflect on all that has made us who we are today. We talked about being in the moment, and I think of the tradition of Thanksgiving, at least here in America, we think of of the pilgrims and the Native Americans getting together and giving thanks for the community, for sharing the land and all that they provide for each other. And 
It's also a time to be thankful for the harvest. So you're moving into wintertime and the harvest has been collected and you're giving thanks for all that had to come together to create that harvest and what it will provide. So there's this back and forth of being right in the now and giving thanks. But personally, I find it so interesting that food is really a big part of Thanksgiving and a big part of giving thanks. And I sort of ask myself, well, why is that beyond the harvest? Is there something energetic there? And I find it interesting that the solar plexus, so I sort of love to talk about chakras and and the energetic beyond um you know, just what does it have to do with our body? So we're eating a lot of food, and where does that food go? It goes into our stomachs. And we think about gratitude is is a really good feeling emotion. Well, the solar plexus is the seat of our emotions, and we've got a nervous system within our stomach called the enteric nervous system in our intestines. So you might not know this, but 95% of the serotonin and 50% of the dopamine found in your body is produced in your gut. So what is serotonin and what is dopamine? Well, these are neurotransmitters that have a lot to do with feeling good, with our relationship with others and our relationship to the world around us. How are we feeling about it? Are we open to it? Is it a good thing? So we think about like about a feeling you've got in your gut, um, a gut response, or can I stomach a situation? Uh, I know a lot of people at Thanksgiving are, as I was saying, sitting next to that family member who's talking to you thinking, oh my goodness, I just can't stomach this. Well, I find it interesting that our gut has so much to do with this sense of feeling good, feeling bad, and personal choice. Do I choose to engage in this conversation? Do I choose to look at the good in this situation? Do I do I choose to to sort of rise above? So there's so much going on with our relationship with our gut and food and Thanksgiving that all leads us to the ability to be grateful. So I only bring all that up for the listeners to sort of mind your gut, mind your gut instincts during Thanksgiving and and treat it well. When our stomach is in good working order, we are able to receive and we produce these uh these neuro these hormones that that speak directly to our brains and allow us to be more open and more empathetic and uh, more social, more open to what somebody else might say. So I, I think that's kind of a fun place to go. When, when, we're, when our solar plexus is good and we're making good choices, we then can move in terms of the chakras up to our heart center, which is all, again, about how we all come together to create the whole. It goes from personal response to universal response. So once we get our personal choices in line, then we're in a place where we can actually receive gratitude and we can can sort of engage others from that place and, and find that we can all get along. So I find that that's, that's, that's kind of a fun little, uh, it's kind of a fun little way to look at food, Thanksgiving and gratitude. Thanks for that, Steve. That was really interesting. Really interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I want to, I want to build from there uh, in a slightly different direction. There's, if you look at the literature about gratitude, uh, coming at this from more of an academic perspective, one of the big sections of literature is on what's called the gratitude gap. 
which is that significantly more people say they feel gra- uh, grateful than act on that feeling. So you've just given an illustration of how, you know, during this Thanksgiving period, we have the possibility of giving thanks. In fact, we're asked to give thanks usually at the mealtime, and we create this potential for being grateful. But then what do we do about that? How do we actually act on that? And that, to me, is the shift from uh, using gratitude, the dynamic of gratitude, to feel good in ourselves, shifting instead to strengthening our social relationships. And so we have the difference, for example, between doing a personal gratitude journal or actually writing a letter to somebody expressing that we are grateful, or an email these days to somebody. Um, And that could be for things that we're grateful for now. It can be for things that we didn't experience, we didn't express in the past, but that we are grateful for. And so so we're doing that now. I I think that that also goes to, uh, we're talking about these gatherings at Thanksgiving, which would be also to sort of contemplate knowing knowing who you might be spending time with and sort of contemplating what is it that I am most grateful about our relationship, writing that down, sort of taking notes about about what I've been grateful for most during the year. I, I love the idea of of a, a of a gratitude journal and then sharing that with people that you're with this holiday season and sort of bringing that up so that the conversation uh, can be quite a bit about sharing and, and sort of uh, getting to know each other better. I think that could be uh, a great way to not only to use a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we think of the, the gratitude journal has an important role in terms of sharpening our focus, uh, uh, our awareness, but we can't just stop at, at that noticing level. We need to move into actual action. We need to do something with that in order to have it affect um, our our world, our our energetic environment, we need to actually be active with it. We can be active internally. Um, I want I want to just share a a story. Um, I was um, going to I was going to be giving a workshop, and I stopped to pick up something for breakfast. I only had a few moments. I put my uh, debit card in the machine, and it didn't work. And I didn't have any cash with me. I didn't have any other options for paying. Uh, I was hungry. I didn't know what to do. And a woman came up behind me uh, in the line, and she looked over my shoulder. She said, let me take care of that. And she paid for me. I'd never seen her before. I'd never met her before. I thanked her. Obviously, I was feeling very grateful in the moment. And I added something else, which to me is really important. As I left, I surrounded her with light in my own mind, and I thanked her times 10 that the blessing that she gave me would come back to her and those important to her tenfold. So thinking about how we can engage our energetic environment to not only listen and hear our expression of gratitude, but we can actually enhance that. 
that make sense? I, yeah, I love that. There's there's even a sort of creative component there. You know, you, you sense that she was really creating goodness in the world, and that you thanking her, and then and then and then really bring wishing for that to come back to her times ten is is being creative. So there's also that creative component to gratitude in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, we can think of other things like uh, you alluded to this earlier, but when we're being grateful, letting people know why they made a difference, why what they did made a difference. So it's not just thanks; it's thank you because by being efficient in this particular way, you have helped me to. So whatever it is, whatever the specifics are, letting people know not just this general kind of thanks, but there's there was a specific result that I'm grateful for. And that may also mean that they're more likely to behave that way with somebody else. They may it, be more it, likely it sort of, to be helpful to others. Mm-hmm. And I think it sort of generates a... a them observing themselves as well. I think when we acknowledge that out loud, uh, sort of they then can pause and see the ways in which their actions are meaningful. So it's not just Mm -hmm. them receiving it uh, in such simple terms, but also it's allowing the space for them to recreate that and to appreciate that aspect of themselves, which is is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have... Oh, go on, Dorothy. Um, I think we keep coming back to this concept of how we open up the space, and I think it it's really important to share with our listeners the the very constrictive impact of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a dangerous emotion in that way. It. Uh, it literally constricts our pupils. It limits our field of vision. Uh, now, sometimes there is a good purpose just in on something when you're actually literally in danger. But most of the time we have that response where that kind of physiological uh, uh, action doesn't serve us. It cuts us off from people. It cuts us off from ourselves in a way. Indeed, a negative emotion. Uh, you know, we've got to find a place to sort of turn that around and to create space. Hey, listen, Dorothy, we're at break time. Uh, I want to continue that when we get back and talk about ways we can turn around that a negative emotion or really sort of uh, that, that froze, that freezing sort of state of fear and move toward a place of openness. So we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence, and Claudette Rowley. 
to learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. The earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Bree Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds and brings forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Bree as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific for The Silver Gaia Show and live the authentic life. Can you keep your lifestyle in retirement? It's a question people often wonder about. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment and advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together. This technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltech Chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. Thanks for all I'm taking. Throughout the day I'm giving. That's what I call living. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Before the break, we were talking about ways to move into gratitude. Dorothy, we had to go to a break right when you were in the middle of a sentence. So let's go back to let's go back to to what we were talking about. Sure. And actually, I'm going to take it in in what may seem a little bit of an unusual direction. We were talking about the constricting energy of fear and how. Uh, you know, it, it, that's the opposite of gratitude. Is how is it that we move out of that? And part of what creates fear, um, in fact, it may be the most fundamental, is a basic mis- misconception about who we are. And as you know, Steve, this is part of what I've been writing about in the Enough for Us All uh, series of books that that I published. Uh, but 
we are actually quantum waves. We, we are not th- these distinct individuals that are driven by, uh, by being separate cause, with a cause and effect uh, relationship with each other. Instead, what we know from quantum physics is that everything, all possibilities exist at once. They don't exist sequentially. They exist all at once. And it's our choice, it's what we notice, what we observe, our choice that precipitates a particular type of, uh, of response. And I'm sure we can each think in our own personal lives of times where we've been in situations where we had choices about how we felt, or how we interpreted particular actions, how we felt about particular actions uh, or circumstances, and we could generate fear in ourselves, or we could generate a sense of openness and empowerment, which is part of what lays the groundwork for the experience of gratitude. So I I think it's important for us to understand, if we want to grapple with fear, that we we have more control, we have more power over our experience and how we are with each other than sometimes we think we do. And it is a process. It is a process of of moving away from that. A lot of times that can be really quite literally changing our thoughts about a subject and just simply moving to a better feeling thought is one way around that. Um, it, It also makes me think of just a knowing that it is a process. This is a process, and that we we will continue to move and and this situation of no of of sensing the situation that we're in that we are not enjoying that we don't want that we don't like these negative emotions actually fuels change it moves us in the direction of what it is we do want and and perspective and noticing noticing what is good around us noticing that which is, um, you know, in, in conscious distinction to sort of perhaps the fear or the frustration or the anger that we're feeling, simply turning our attention to that uh, which is working for us can help us move in, in a positive direction. I, I think of that song by Alanis Morissette called quite literally, Thank You. And in it, she says, she says, Thank You, India. It was after... Uh, she had achieved great success and realized that, um, you know, that success is complicated and it can be isolating and, and went to India to sort of create space, as we keep talking about. But in that song, she says, thank you, India. And then she says, thank you, terror. So she's actually thanking terror and says, thank you, disillusionment. Thank you, frailty. Thank you, consequence. And then she says, thank you, thank you, silence. And I love that song because... It talks to that sort of idea that in the end, we will move beyond it. We will get some perspective and that silence, that creating space can really help to uh, move those negative emotions, move terror, move disillusionment, move frailty uh, to a brighter place, to a place where we've got some space perspective and can find some gratitude. Mm-hmm. And part of what... Uh the, the quantum uh, view of the world has shown us is that things don't happen in a linear fashion. Just because uh, A has happened, just because one thing has happened, doesn't mean that only these future 
events can happen. And I want to share with our listeners uh, one particular uh, unusual event, if, if you want to put it that way, that has created a fork in the path of our destiny or a potential fork that I personally am very grateful for. And that is the organization, Our Children's Trust, which has uh, successfully launched a lawsuit against the U.S. government on behalf of children, uh, saying that the government is uh, depriving, is on, a, is on a path of depriving children from their life and liberty by not moving quickly enough on climate change. And last Thursday, uh, the judge hearing the case, uh, hearing the objections from the government, uh, said, no, it will go forward to trial and that this will be a landmark case. So who, who would have imagined, you know, a couple of weeks ago that a, a new window has opened up on uh, what might save our planet and save us from the consequences of our human activities in uh, precipitating climate change. So I'm grateful for that, and it also, for me, is a good example of how there are possibilities, many possibilities, uh, if we are open to that. Mm, so beautiful to share that. It's very inspiring, and sort of sets an example as well that, that we can look around uh, for for stories that can can make us feel hopeful, you know, that we can be grateful for, that it's not only in our world, as you say, that there's this quantum effect, that it is happening all the time, all around us in so many different ways, and, and we all are affected on so many levels, some that we might not even be aware of. Uh, but to notice notice these a lawsuit such as this that that could have an effect on all of us and and be grateful that that sort of thing is out there in the world that 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 makes me feel less fearful <laughs> uh, about the future and the future of our planet and and really inspiring mm-hmm. I know these are young kids these are these are are youth they're 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 i think their ages range from ten to seventeen and makes me believe that uh <laughs> that that the, the the youth are going to uh, steer us in the right direction. Uh, we might we might be fearful or sort of uh, thinking that the results of this last election are sort of making us could perhaps we could take a few steps back. But when you hear something like that, uh, you're quite grateful that these young kids really um, understand power and personal power and how to use this system and are uh, embracing change. Mm-hmm. And we can support them, I'm sure, monetarily, if nothing else. Uh, and we can look for other things to be grateful for also. I, another one I want to mention uh, that I I learned today was uh, there's a petition that's been started called Honor Your Pledge. Uh, President-elect Trump has said that he is uh, going to be the president for all Americans, not just some Americans. And so this is a uh, petition calling on him to honor that pledge, which is a different kind of energy than uh, than fighting and, uh, and, and having violent feelings, which are, again, very constrictive. 
So grateful indeed, grateful for openness and hoping that all of our guests can tap into that sense of allness and, and our connection to each other this holiday season. So Dorothy, we've got to wrap it up quickly. It's been yep. a great show. I hope everybody learned a little bit of ways ways to bring gratitude into your lives. Dorothy, I was grateful for our conversation. I was grateful also. Thanks for <laughs> all having All right, me. and have a happy Thanksgiving all. Sure.